So if you didn't see the first episode, which was recorded at the start of December, it only went out about a week or so ago, but it was recorded at the start of December 22. I mentioned in that video that we were almost where we needed to be financially in terms of the business and not having to dip into the savings. Uh, almost, that was at the start of December. Well, by the time we packed up for Christmas on the 23rd of December, we'd hit our goal. Um, the goal was always to have enough or be billing enough uh, enough monthly to not have to touch the ISA, um, which was quite a tall order um, because it was a substantial amount of money. Uh, those of you that did watch the first episode will remember me saying about our my life in employment, in very well-paid employment, and obviously it gave us the opportunity to build a life and this house and everything else. So I needed to take quite a bit of money out of the company to just sustain a level of living. And that was even after a hell of a lot of cutbacks that, that Linz and I had made. Um, well, we got there. We got there, which was amazing. You'll see the balloons in the background there. It's my son, Josh. He's seven today. Today is uh, his birthday. Um, as we record this, I'm actually on my way out to uh, to bowling with uh, two of his friends, both girls. All of his friends are girls. Some might say, good lad. Um, yeah, so um, that just that to start this to start this episode, I wanted to get that in there quick that we reached our goal um, before we packed up for Christmas, which was uh, which was fantastic. Um, and already three days into Jan, um, we've already had one of the outstanding contracts that that might have come back before Christmas. But you know, I wasn't going to chase people on the twenty fourth of December. Um, so that is that is awesome. Um, that is that is brilliant news uh, and I'm, I'm expecting some more to come back in January. Um, to give you an idea of how glamorous this life is though, because I promised in the first episode that I would talk about the real life of what business owner life has been like um, for me over the last eight months. And it is glamorous. Um, I can't even afford full finger gloves. Actually, that's a lie. I tried to pull that off. They're just better for typing when you're trying to run your overly priced electric heater in your office. Um, but I am on the back of the school run um, and uh, it is glamorous. It is glamorous. I'm sitting in our eight and a half year old Peugeot. Uh, normally by now French cars have, uh, have fallen apart. So this one's doing pretty well. Hopefully this year, 2023, is the year for a new car. I think it. I think it's going to be. But one of the advantages of doing what I'm doing is that I get to do this um, three days a week. I get to take the kids, pick them up, and actually from September when Jake, our eldest, goes to uh, secondary school, which is actually all the way across town, I'll be taking him and picking him up every day, um, which is a couple of hours a day out of my out of my working day, which. You know, the reality is no employer is going to give me that flexibility. So for us, doing this has, has come at the perfect time. I think I'm a big believer that everything happens for a reason. I think this year was the perfect time to do this and jump in. And, um, it, you know, it, it, it's worked in our favour from a, a practicality point of view, from a personal life point of view. And I think that is, you know, there are there are a ton of things that can stress you out. <clears throat> as a new business owner and, and kind of well explore those but 
the flexibility of being able to do this. And to be able to do things on my phone and, and not have to be in an office all day sitting in front of a screen pretending to be busy. Um, so that's where we're at. Um, I felt like the first episode, and you can, you can click on the pop-out banner up there or follow the link in the description below You know, if you haven't seen it. But I felt like that, that started on a bit of a somber note. Um, and that wasn't intentional, but when I when I watched it back, I was like, "Wow, this is this is leading up to be a a bit of a a drama." Um, and yes, there's drama involved in 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 any journey like this, but I don't want it to be all like that. I want some of it to be, um, or a lot of it, to be uplifting because there's so much to to be thankful for. And 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 in this video, I really want to kind of get into the the family side of, of running a business and, and, and obviously you know why we did it if you've watched the first episode and what led to it. But now what's going on? You know, what's what's been happening um, over the, the last few months since we kind of really took off kind of October time? Um, you know, we've just had Christmas. You know, as I record this, it's January the 5th. So we've just had a, a super busy Christmas. And, and I think that, that was a... That was an emotional time. On the build up to Christmas, we we lost a client, um, and um, you know it was a, a case of shit. Christmas is basically going to have to all come out of the savings. That's another load of money gone that we need to kind of prop the business up. But with two young children, you as a father, I, I couldn't. I couldn't even begin to try and explain that to my kids. It was like, there was a part of me that just wanted to go super trim this Christmas and you know not spend anything. Um, and then on the other hand, I'm working my bollocks off here. Like proper working my bollocks off. My wife was working hard and you know, it was just like, I, I can't do that. And then it got to October um, and it's, and obviously I've been thinking about Christmas long, long before thinking okay where are we going to be and I, one of the lessons I learned in that last part of the year that last three months was that certainly in the early days you can't plan too far ahead because from October to, to December it went crazy you know um, and actually I said in the last video that we weren't at the point where we needed to be financially without having to touch the savings well, that was recorded up, to, uh, you know, in the early part of December. By the time I broke up for Christmas, on the twenty third of December, we were, we'd signed that one extra contract that we needed to get us into that place, and and in eight months, and that was a tall order. You know, we'd we we needed to pull quite a lot out of the business because of our lives, the lives we'd built, and um, you know, this house and and that. So to get to the point where the business was paying for itself completely within that short space of time was was quite an achievement and to, to do it just before Christmas was meant that Christmas became a lot more relaxing but what happened in those two months I couldn't have prepared for because it just went crazy you know we signed 10 new clients between the start of October and me packing up for Christmas on the 23rd of December you know 10 new clients and you know we're not talking about buying a packet of Skittles here we're talking about a four to six month commitment anywhere between four and six hundred pound a month um, and that's just for basic packages so it, it's big commitments for people um, 
but I believe that we deliver well over and above um, what people expect us to deliver for that money. So I feel like we offer good value, but it's still a lot of money. And to sign off 10 new clients in in the space of two and a half months was just insane. I, I couldn't have prepared for that. So I, I think that was definitely a lesson for me in that we can't plan too far ahead. So I, I kind of got into October and I was like, let's just do Christmas how we would normally do it. Um, and, you know, my plans are in place, my strategy's there, I've got inbound leads coming in. I need to trust the process. I need to trust that we're not going to do Christmas the way we, we would normally do it. And then come January, I'm going to be flapping around like a mad person thinking, how the hell are we going to pay for this? Um, so we did. And um, it was fine. You know, we came out the back of it. Linz and I are, are fairly cautious people financially, although we, 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 we spent a lot of money on this house when we bought it, but we always looked at it as a, an, an investment. If the money's in the house, then eventually it, we will get it back. You know, we're not frivolous. We, don't, we haven't got big car loans and, and we don't spend money just for the sake of it. We haven't got credit card bills racked up for indulgence. Um, I'm not knocking people that have got that, but I'm just saying that's not really us. So I, I didn't have that concern that we we live this massively lavish life outside of paying for this house, that it was all, all going to go tits up. Um, I think we're both pretty switched on and we've got our heads screwed on pretty well. Um, so I just said, let's do it. Uh, and we did, and we had a fantastic Christmas. And then my son's birthday, my youngest son, Josh, um, his birthday was uh, on the 3rd of Jan. My father-in-law's birthday's on the 4th of Jan. Um, we've got three other family birthdays in December. Um, so it's a, it's a really expensive period. And I think if I was to rack up everything we'd spent, I'd, I'd probably want to kill myself. So I don't. I don't bother. It costs what it costs. Um, and then we crack on. And we carry on working. Um, so that that was that was kind of my mindset really through that that Christmas period. Um, but I think that the, the other the other I guess the other stresses that we've had to combat um, in this in this period are all of the things that we used to take for granted. So you know I used to take for granted that we could go out and and have meals out and Josh wanted to go to a few clubs and you know you're talking 30 40 pound a, a month for each one and all that sort of stuff and as a as a parent I'm looking at that going that's that's going to be tough that's going to be tough to um to keep that going and then you'd like well, how, how do I tell my kid he can't can't go to kung fu anymore or can't go to acro or can't go to this and and, and that um and and that's that's a that constantly plays on your mind because I think as as adults, Lindsay and I can look back and go, right, we used to live on this, and yes, we were indulgent, we did this and we did that, and we don't really need to do those things. And we can we can spend a couple of years not doing those things while we build business. But how do you tell a seven year old or, or a ten year old? Jake's Jake's a little bit more understanding, plus Jake's he doesn't really want anything. Um, he's very happy in his own world with his laptop and his and he, and, he, and and that. So he's easier. Um, but Josh is a, a you know a, 
a typical six, seven-year-old child. Um, he loves stuff. He's like his dad. He loves stuff. You know, I, I as a kid, I loved stuff. And up until probably the last couple of years, until I really found my purpose with Unconventional, I used to almost buy my way out of misery, if that makes sense. And it wasn't that I was miserable with my life, because I wasn't, but but work. I, I had a great job and, and I had great people, but like millions of others, I lived for the weekend. You know, I, I did the Monday to Friday grind. Friday was tough. I was just done by Friday. I hated the five day in, in a row thing. And then I got to the weekend and it was like, right, how do I maximize this weekend? Because on Monday, I've got to go back to that grind again of that five day grind. And I used to spend, I used to spend to make myself feel better. And God, how many people do that? But then when I found that, that when I created the unconventional brand and then in 2021, we launched Unconventional Apparel, it was like, I, I stopped. Yeah, I'll buy the old bit of Lego, but I, I can't remember the last time I bought, uh, went out and did a massive clothes haul, or I don't indulge in, like, like I said before, I don't indulge in nice cars, or we don't go out and have lavish dinners and stay away, we don't have ho- lavish holidays. We just, we just don't. Um, and I'm, I'm fortunate enough that Linz doesn't really want want for that stuff either. But so I always knew that we'd be okay um, making those cuts. But like I said, how do you tell young kids? So that's been that's been a, a stress to add to the, um, the 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 pile of stresses that any new business owner kind of has to navigate. Um, but again. I, I've got to be honest, we've we've been okay, you know, we've managed to, we used a bit of the savings to kind of keep our lifestyle to a point where we were happy, where, you know, we, we like I said, we'd given up a lot of stuff, we sold the car and other bits and pieces, but I didn't want the kids suffering for for my choices, so if that meant that we used a bit of the savings to keep them doing the things that they enjoy and they get real, real, real value from. And I and Linz and I give up on on something for that. Then I was more, I was prepared to, to, to do that like any parent would. Um, but we've been fortunate. We've been fortunate, and now we go into 2023, having had a fantastic last three months. Um, really positive about this year. Um, and then the next, the next sort of milestone starts playing on your mind. Uh, I mentioned in the last video about Jake starting school. My eldest starts secondary school in September, September 23. For those of you that are watching this in like 2030. Um, and at the moment, I don't have a mode of transport to get him there. We've got the family car, which is Lindsay's, which is, you know, an, an old Peugeot. Um, but I, I sold my car to fund the business. I wasn't really using it. Um, it's a bit of a ball lake only having one car though, I won't lie. But we get round it again for you know real world problems and all that. And um, but I need a car. I need a car to get him there. Uh, it's across the other side of town, so it's it's a couple of hours a day out of my day, five days a week. Again, 
one of the one of the benefits of being self-employed. Um, I wouldn't have got that flex from an employer. But um, so I need to get in there and I need to buy a car. And it's a case of do do I do a lease, do a, a business lease, which if it's electric, some people would argue is the best way to go. But then you've still got that commitment. And again, probably five years ago, or even less than that, three years ago, I would have taken that lease on. I would have gone, do you know what? Because I'm a massive petrol head. I, I love cars. I'd have gone, God, I, I can afford that. I can afford five, six hundred pound a month on a nice car. Um, the cash flow's there. I'm going to do it. And I wouldn't have thought about the fact that that's a three or four year commitment and, you know, things might change. And that's then hanging over me. I would have just thought, let's just do it. But now I'm kind of like, yeah, but do I want, you know, I've got other things that I'm trying to pay for. This office, for example, I'm paying off from to the bank of mum and dad. Um, you still have the bank of mum and dad at my age, which is great. Um, uh, long may that continue. Um, but... So in my head, I'm like, right, sensible Andy is like, just get yourself a little a runaround. Um, don't put it through the company. Just buy a little runaround for a year. Put some money in the bank. Get some money behind you. Pay for this. Pay for the other bits and pieces. Then the following year, hopefully it doesn't die. You know, hopefully it doesn't cause me too many issues. And then the following year, once the business has gone up another level, go Go, you know, go balls deep on it and, and get what you want. But then there's that niggle that goes, but the accountant might turn around and go, well, by the time you've taken X thousand pound out of the company, you're not claiming anything back. You're not getting any of the VAT back because you're not putting it through the business. Um, because you've not gone electric, you know, you're spending more on fuel and all the rest of it. And actually, they might they might run the numbers and go, probably not going to cost you that much more to just do an electric on a lease in terms of what you're overall over the course of the year what you're going to get back you just need to make sure you've got the cash flow every month so that's a conversation to have but that's another thing on my mind that pushes me to for more and more and more with the business is that I can't not get Jake to school so at some point in the next three or four months I have to make a decision what am I doing in terms of what I buy. And a car, you know, excuse me, outside of a, a house, a car is a massive investment. Um, and it's something that has to be considered. So that's a that's a, a thought process that I'm having to, to contend with as well. Um, plus the cost of secondary schools now. I mean, just kitting him out um, and, and all those bits and pieces. But if I come away from the, the financials for a second, there's the, which is really what I wanted to kind of not end with. I guess it's going to be ending because I haven't got a clue how long this has been running. Um, and hopefully some of you are still with me, but forget the financials for a second. For me, what this business gave me was time. Time back with my family, my wife, my kids. And... I love that. I love the fact that I can pick them up from school and I can do all the, the things that without having to ask someone. But again, something I have to battle all of the time is that, you know, for 26 years, I was working for someone else. I was on someone else's time. I was constrained by um, 
you have to be here at X time and you don't go home till, till X time. And you get an hour's lunch and, and that's then. Um, and outside of that, you kind of need to be given this perception that you're busy. And I say that because very often, especially in offices, we weren't busy. You know, very few people that I've ever worked with for, were busy for eight, nine hours a day. It's actually not healthy. It's really, really unhealthy. But I think, certainly in my experience, there's this perception that, oh, I have to be seen to be busy. Um, and there isn't a culture yet that's filtered through globally where regular breaks are a good thing and actually regular mental breaks where you go off and do something different rather than just what you're supposed to be doing that day is a good thing and actually it's good for productivity. Still a lot of old, old school people. But for me, that was a, a great thing. You know, that was, I can now do what I want when I want, as long as I've organised my time. But it's taken me kind of, it's taken me till now really, eight months to get out of that. I'm picking the kids up, or oh, but I probably should be doing something more productive. Oh, I've popped to the shops with Linz. I probably should be doing something more productive. I could be working. Oh, I'm going to take half a day to go and do that. Oh, yeah, but I could be editing that video. And and there's a guilt. Like, there is a guilt there. And I know from speaking to my friends on LinkedIn and, and other social platforms that they feel the same. There's, there's a guilt attached to doing those things, even though no one's going to tell you you shouldn't. Like, no one's going to ring you up and go, what the fuck are you doing in Wix? Buying wood. You're supposed to be working. Your clients aren't going to. They don't know where you are, and they don't care. As long as you've delivered the, on the brief, they don't give a shit. So it's taken me until now, I think, to really get out of that nine to five mindset that I was in since I was 16 years old. To, to get out of that thought process that someone's going someone's gonna to catch me. Someone's going to catch me skiving off. But yet... I'll regularly be sitting there at nine o'clock at night catching up on bits and pieces while I'm watching Netflix. So that adjustment has been has been uh, certainly a, an interesting transition, but it didn't. Even though I had that guilt pop into my mind every now and again, it didn't stop me um, enjoying the freedom, the the Christmas performances with the kids, and uh, anything to do with the school. You know, I. I didn't, I didn't even have to think. The only thing I had to make sure was that my calendar was blocked out for that time. That was it. So that prospects couldn't book a call. And when I, when I think back and, and I look at that now, yes, there's, there's a ton of stress that comes with running your own business. But when I now look at people I know and you know, my friends that are still working and, and, and still employed, it, and the challenges they have of, around doing certain things uh, in life. I think to myself, I, I am so, I would take the stress of having to be everything to the business, the salesperson, the marketeer, the HR, the finance, and all the rest of it. I would take that stress over being told, no, you can't go and watch your kid or no, you can't pick your kids up from school to help your wife because we've got... I would take that any day. Any day of the week. In 10 years when the kids don't need me, 
maybe I'll feel different. Maybe I'll want an easy life. But right now, that the the luxury of being able to do that far outweighs the stress on this side. Um, and maybe I'm saying that because the business has got off to a really good start and we've got enough money coming in. But that wasn't the case. It wasn't the case for months. But I still felt that way. Um, probably because I had, I had confidence that it would get there. Um, so that, you know, that has been, being able to enjoy birthdays, being able to, I mean, I spent 15 years in retail, working Christmas, Boxing Day, New Year's Day, everything in, and everything in between. And Christmas wasn't a Christmas. I didn't enjoy Christmas. I had one day. And I spent that day thinking about Boxing Day and how busy it was going to be and how many moaning bastards were going to be bringing their fucking shit products back that didn't work. Now I actually embrace it. Um, so being able to do all of that um, has been the absolute best thing. Without question. You know, I can make all the money in the world and do you, do you know what's funny? I said to Linz last night, we were talking and, and we just signed off a new client, two accounts. Um, lovely, lovely people. I'm buzzing, absolutely buzzing to get started. Lovely people. We, we hit it off on the phone um, and, and, and we're going to get started. And that was, that was another client signed off, which took us well over what we needed financially to, to, to live. Call for excitement, right? Call for celebration. But I just don't. I don't celebrate. And I, I, I've got a, an objective. I've got a target of where I want to get to in terms of monthly revenue coming into the business by the end of this year. And that is a, that is a number based on this being a, a one-man company. I mean, Linz is obviously a director, but she doesn't, doesn't necessarily get involved day to day. She's my coach. She's my coach. She's, that's, that's her role. Um... So I've got a number in my head, but I, I don't think I, I will ever celebrate. I just, I just don't think I will. It's, it's, just, it's just not in me. I get that instant buzz. I love sales calls. I love converting. Um, and I love my clients. And I learn something from every single one of them. And I, I love that learning experience. I've never had that really in any job. But the biggest win whether it whether I'm making a hundred grand a year or a million pound a year, I genuinely think the biggest win is time. My time. My control of my time. That's that's where I'm happiest. I said in the last video that if someone said to me, "Are you happy?" I, I wouldn't know how to answer because I don't know what that looks like in terms of. Am I happy all the time? I don't think anyone's happy all of the time. I think that's bollocks. That's a pipe dream. I'm happy in snippets. Because there's always things in life that you don't want to do, but you, you, you just have to do them. But having the flexibility to spend time with my kids whenever I want, that's what makes me happy. Knowing that I'm in control of my time, that's what makes me happy. So, you know... To kind of wrap up this episode, and they're coming thick and fast. These episodes, so I'm trying to keep I'm trying to keep you up to date with things as they're happening. Um, I don't know how long the rest of them are going to be. Some of them will be shorter than others, 
and I'm hoping this one has been quite relatable to people that have started businesses in the last year, two years, certainly family, family people. Um, for me, there's been a lot that's gone on in the last eight months um, since we started and, and the last two years since the unconventional brand became a thing and became popular on, on LinkedIn. But out of all of the lessons, out of all of the learnings, out of the, all the stress and the worrying about money and all the rest of it, we're, yes, we're at a point where we're doing really, really well. Financially, we're in a good place. But the biggest win, the absolute biggest win, is the family, is the time. Because that the, that's the one thing you can't buy. And the older I get, the more I savour that. The less I want to be rich. And the more I want to be time rich. <laughs>